Tales with TR, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Follow Terry Ryan on all social media platforms. New episodes every Tuesday or Thursday, wherever you download podcasts from. This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you all for joining me for the uh, newest edition of the Jackets Debrief. Uh, it's been an exciting week of, of hockey, sports in general. Uh, Got to wear the Browns jersey today because, hey, we, we won a game, which is always exciting when you're a Browns fan. Uh, the the stat today that they kept mentioning over and over and over again so the Browns fans knew how pathetic the last decade had been was to keep mentioning that if the Browns won today, it would be the first time they had a better than winning record. So over 500 since like 2014. Ugh, it's so bad. <laughs> now it's good now. I mean, right now things are fine. They're two and one. That's good. The team looks to be getting, having marginal improvement week to week. It's not bad. So I'll, I'll take that as a Browns fan. Not bad is what you, what you can get anyway. You didn't call in. You didn't listen in to, to listen to me talk about football. If you want me to, I, I can sometime. You can always comment on stuff on Twitter or, or Facebook if you're watching this on that, and I'll be able to see and reply to your uh, reply to your comments in real time here if you're watching the show live. But something that uh, I changed last week on the show that I didn't really explain, and I kind of need to. Uh, if you've been a longtime listener to the show, which hey, I know I've got some longtime listeners out there. Thank you all very much. I, I love. I've always said I do this show because I like to talk about hockey and I would probably do it if no one listened. But the fact that there are people out there who listen and love it, I I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I changed the name of the show to Jackets Debrief. And this came out out of of conversations with our friends at the Hockey Podcast Network that we're a part of here. And a lot of it came because the name of the show in and of itself, uh, the old one, Shoot Once Podcast, it didn't immediately kind of bring to mind the hockey team. Uh, I mean, you could, if you just heard the name shoot once podcast, I mean, you might think we're a gun enthusiast podcast for all I know. I I don't know. It's possible. I've gone over where the name of the show came from originally. I personally liked it, but I get why it might've been time for a change. And at least with jackets, we are limiting it to the amount of sports teams that have named jackets. So that kind of gives you a better idea. I love the new logo. If you haven't seen it, it's up here in the corner up to this side of me. There it is. I like it a lot. Um, so that's that's why we renamed the show. I think it'll be easier for some people to find it, for them to know what it is, when they find it, that sort of thing. So I do want to thank you all again for, for joining us in here today on what's going on. First story of the week we have to talk about, and it is something that if you know me, I have been talking about for a long time. It's time to buy out Alexander Wenberg. That is where we are. Apparently, this is the story in the athletic. If you don't, essentially the story in the athletic is apparently they have heard from places or somebody has heard from places that the blue jackets are thinking about doing it. Of course they should be. Um, the rest of the article essentially becomes just kind of a, a, a wrap up of his career and uh, the cap friendly tool on, on, you know, the buyout tool for, for them. Um, so that's that's really a lot of 
where this comes from. And and the thing is, if you're going to do it, you kind of need to do it now. Uh, that's just really where we are in, in this team. Because there's a rule that once the player goes over 26 years of age, you have uh, less. You, you have to pay him out two thirds of what he's owed, as opposed to one third, like he is now. The intention being that if you buy out an older player, he's going to have less time to make that money back. If you pay out a younger player, he's going to be fine. But see, this is the thing right here. When you look at this, and if you're watching the video version of it, you'll be able to see it. But I'll be telling you over the over the audio version as well, obviously. But what the Blue Jackets can do. In the next three years, right now they're paying Alexander Wenberg for their cap hit is four point nine million. If they buy him out, they save four point four five eight million every year against the cap for three years. Then in the final three years of that agreement, it costs them point eight nine one million. This is a no brainer at this point because we are going to be in a flat cap for at least two years. The space is going to be worth more than the player. If you wait till after this year, you don't get as much space. You actually are going to get a lot less space because then you have to pay out two-thirds of what he's worth instead of one-third of what his contract is for. So buy him out. Just do it. That That's really all there is to it at this point. You buy him out. You move on. That's the right decision. So I hope the Blue Jackets do it. Um, I, I personally am very excited that we have gotten to the point where the team looks like they're going to. I'm... I'm very glad of that at this point because they really need to be doing so. Um, I know there's been some people out there saying things like, yeah, but you know, he's a serviceable player and he is. I'm not saying Alexander Werberg's a bad player. I'm not saying you buy him out because he's a complete nightmare and a disaster. Now the reality is when they signed that contract, they expected him to be a first second line kind of center. They did not expect him to be the third line defensive center. And yes, he had a couple of great plays in the playoff and against Tampa where he scored some goals that were really pretty. That's what Alexander Wenberg does. Well, Alexander Wenberg is the Taco Bell of players in that when you're, you know, like Taco Bell, when you eat Taco Bell, it's yummy and good and meaty, cheesy goodness. And then later, you're not exactly full and you don't feel great about it. And and I'm not saying Wenberg shouldn't be around. I mean, he plays, he provides good defensive value, but He's not worth the long term, not when that money can be used towards other players, not when that money could be used to go after somebody or to sign somebody long term that you really need. Because Alexander Wenberg is not this this special player that I, I that, that you need to keep on the team. That That's just where I'm at with him. So that's where we're at now. Getting to trying to get those better players on the team. Uh, the reports were coming out this week about one. Andreas Janssen, uh, a winger out of Toronto and, and trading for him. Uh, first Ohio battery had it, but I think it came from, from some other places about that being the talk. He's a young player. He's got a serviceable cap hit, uh, cap hit of 3.4 million, three seasons, in the NHL, he's got 30 goals, 67 points. The, the thing is he's had one really good season. My question would be when you if you trade for him, what are you actually getting? I mean, what what deal are you paying for him? Um I, I'm just if you're getting him on on nothing, if you're getting him on a cap dump for Toronto, yeah, then maybe. 
if you know you're giving up very little or they're giving up something to give you get them off their cap yeah but i don't really think this team needs just kind of middle six forwards just to fill in places we don't need that we've got those guys in the minors to give up assets for it doesn't make a lot of sense to me um i'm not a big big believer in that being the way to go in building a team i mean i wouldn't give up draft assets to get somebody else's okay winger i mean we make a difference in columbus maybe now i mean if the if the general manager in columbus if the management in columbus thinks you know what we think this guy would be better but he's buried in you know third line minutes or fourth line minutes because he's on the maple leafs and we think he can be a consistent 20 goal scorer here maybe you make that deal i don't know if i do i wouldn't think i would in that situation so that's that's where i'm at on it now here's where we're getting into Kind of the crazy stories. Um, and and this is the one that I will probably take the most time with. Um, one second here, folks. The stories that came out this week, and it was really kind of cool because I was listening to 31 Thoughts, the podcast, and they were talking about who's going to make moves and who's going to do what. And there was that moment that every small market out-of-the-way team loves to hear. When Elliot Friedman says, you know what, Jeff, there's one player that you're just not, or there's one team out there that may be making moves that no one's talking about. And, and Jeff was like, Oh really? Who, who is that? Who's, who are we talking about? And he goes, the Columbus blue jackets. This is a terrible Elliot Friedman impression. Some of my other impressions are good. This one's complete garbage. And I will, uh, I'll apologize for it someday, but not today. He's like the Columbus blue jackets. They're, there's a sense out there there. They want to, they want to shake things up and they're a team that, uh, you know, they, 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 they're, they, they need to get some scoring help and, and they think they're going to do something about it here. And as a fan, that's really fun, a fun thing to hear. Cause you're like, yeah, my team's getting recognition. Yay. We're going to do something. The, the insiders hearing about us. Woo. And maybe they will, but here is the interesting story that came out this week uh, about it. The rumor mill that's now coming out is that the Blue Jackets are looking at one Patrick Line. Oh, not that, not that screen. Now, Patrick Line, obviously the really skilled winger from Winnipeg, who some people compare to being the next Ovechkin because he's got that incredible one-time shot, that incredible shot from, from the dot, uh, great on the power play. And, and obviously the number two overall draft number two overall pick in the year of the Austin Matthews draft where the Blue Jackets got one Pierre-Luc Dubois. That was my, uh, um, I can't remember his name, the, the guy who's our head scout, who's got that very Bond villain voice, which I think is just a prerequisite to work in the front in the Jackets front office. I'm not sure how, uh, how uh, these are the current GM, uh, assistant GM, Allen got in there without having that Bond type thing. But anyway, uh, Patrick Line is a very interesting case for where the Blue Jackets could go because, I mean, immediately he's the kind of guy you think you're like, yeah, high-end winger. That's what we need. We need scoring chances. And I, I see that. That, that's what, that makes a lot of sense. But Patrick Line has played with really good forwards. I don't know how much he's been the driver himself. Um. 
when you look at at certain advanced stats, and war is the one I'm going to look at because it's wins above replacement, and it's this crazy advanced stat that takes into account a bunch of other things. He's been pretty good. I mean, his 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 seventeen eighteen year when he was near unstoppable, he was great. He is two point seven. Um, he's one point nine in sixteen seventeen. 18-19, he had a slump, 2.5. Uh, and then 19-20, 1.4 uh, war there. And there's a lot of things about that that I'm just not... I have concerns about one Patrick Lyle. Let me put it that way. Um, because I don't know if the success he had in Winnipeg is going to carry over um, to Columbus. I mean, first of all, he's a right winger. As has been discussed, Columbus has had a lot of right wingers over time. When you look at his career goals, even strength goal, I mean, he's got 86 career even strength goals in four years, which is great. 52 power play goals, which is awesome. I mean, if the Blue Jackets could get that on the power play, that would be amazing. His shooting percentage, he shoots a lot. His shooting percentage, rookie year, 17.6. Uh, sophomore year, where he had his biggest goal year um, with the uh, with the 44 goals, 18.3. Then the last two years, it's been in the 12s. And that's where we've seen goals of... Uh, he had 30 last year and 28 th- this year. Now, if the Blue Jackets had 28 goals to the roster, am I going to be happy about it? Yes. I'm just not sure if I can isolate that from everybody else on that Winnipeg roster. And that's that's my concern is are we going to trade for him thinking he's going to come to Columbus and be a big difference maker and he's not? I don't know. Um, I just have concerns. And I, I where I really have concerns is what the price is going to be. Because I saw one person speculating the idea being, uh, what was it? It was like Josh Anderson... Boone Jenner and a first or something. And to me, I was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. And then some people have said, well, Zach Wierenski for Patrick Line is straight up. I mean, Patrick Line had 28 goals this year as a winger, but Zach Wierenski had 20 as a defenseman. And I, that's as a defenseman, and we know how much he was hurt. That ain't a deal I'm making. So this isn't a deal I'm making unless Winnipeg's selling a little low. And I get that maybe you're trying to, maybe some people are going to say, oh, well, you're just trying to get something for nothing. The reality is I don't know what I'm getting. Um, I I have concerns, um, especially when he's going to be an RFA next year. And he's coming off a $6.7 million deal uh, this season, as far as his, his uh, cap hit. This guy's going to want eight or nine. So unless the Blue Jackets think to themselves, well, this definitely is the dude. This guy is going to be a high-end winger. He is going to be everything we need. And this this is the piece we need to finish our core. If they think that in Columbus, I mean, as long as you're not trading away Zach Wierenski and you're adding to the core without subtracting, then giving up maybe a first and a player like a Boone Shender, maybe that's fine. Maybe that makes sense. And maybe, maybe another piece, maybe a, a defenseman of some sort. But another defenseman, if they need to, because because Winnipeg really needs to rebuild that blue line. But if you don't think he is a core piece, you're going to be building around something, you know, giving up three good assets for him, you know, like a first, 
I mean, Boone Jenner, Boone Jenner's not a, not not amazing, but Boone Jenner is the kind of player that every team in the league wants a couple of those. They want a couple of those guys who are just going to get in there, who are just going to the 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 hockey term is crash and bang, and people like to say that. But uh, you know, that's that's where you're at. Um, I just don't know. I'm not as high on that trade as some other people are. So I don't know if I would be getting into it right away. I, I just I just don't see it as the way I would want my team to necessarily take things there. Now, this, this is the last part of this kind of event that I find very funny. Apparently, the Blue Jackets have also had some discussions with one with uh, the Edmonton Oilers about acquiring, yes, that is Jesse Pugliarvi. This is a player that you would definitely get on the cheap. Um, uh, again, you're getting more wingers when you really do want centers. But it, it's an interesting idea in my mind um, for for a couple of reasons. I mean, if you can get Jesse Pugliarvi, you've got a, a reclamation project, um, which you could get cheap and you could have a high upside. I remember when he came into the league, the discussion was, Oh, he's going to be a, um, what was the comparison people made? Jamie Ben, which I don't know. I mean, obviously that wasn't, that's not what we're seeing right now, but it's obvious we do have some players that need time to develop. I mean, there's a, uh, one of the best examples I can think of off the top of my head is a, uh, or Timmy Panarin, a player Blue Jackets fans know very well. Because what people don't want to remember when they talk about Artemi Panarin is his rookie year wasn't until he was like 26 or 20, 24, 25, 26, something like that. He'd played a lot of hockey in places outside of North America before that had happened. Sometimes these guys just need space to grow, which is is the right way to go about it. Um, now, the Blue Jackets, I mean, yes, you pull your RV. It's another right winger. So I don't know if that's right where Columbus needs to go. But it does open up a really exciting idea of what this episode is named, the two, three, four line. Can you imagine if they made a deal to get uh, over this over this summer or fall, whatever this uh, offseason shenanigans is, where the Blue Jackets were to make trades. And if they were to get uh, Patrick Line and Yessi Pugliarvi and at some point play, you know, play, you know, let's say... Pugliarvi on the left wing, Dubois center, Line A on the right wing. <laughs> the idea of the second, third, and fourth picks from one year's draft all being on the same wing, is, or all being on the same line, I find hilarious. I would love to see that. It would be incredible. It, it's something that I now... If the price isn't high, these are things that I would do. But it's not where I'm willing to give up a lot. That That's really where I'm at at this point. I think the Blue Jacks are a place where they really shouldn't be giving up uh, a lot. That's for sure. So that's, that's where I'm at at this point. You want to, you want to be smart with those assets. That's for sure. Now jumping to the beer of the week, what has quickly become one of my favorite segments. And I hope one of yours this week, we are going with great lakes, the Dortmunder La gold lager. It's got a little gold ribbon on it. See, there we go. Ah, looks good. I'm personally very excited for it. Hmm. A little sweet. A little sweet on the scent there. 
Let's see what we got here. A very smooth, just traditional lager. Um, it's the kind of thing that... It's a nice quality lager. There's a slight touch of that bitterness at the back of the back of the tongue there, but... It's very good. It's a high-end... If you're wanting a beer that you could take um, take over to watch, you know, take over to a friend to watch football or hockey, or you're watching the Stanley Cup at somebody's house, and you want just a nice, clean beer that you can just kind of drink and enjoy, but don't have to think about too much, and you're just enjoying it, but you don't want to get, you know, high life. You don't want to seem like, oh, what am I? You want to you want to try and show people you're fancy. This is a good beer for it. I'm not saying it's high life. It's definitely got more richness to it than that, but it's it's a good beer. I would highly recommend it. Although so far, I think I've highly recommended everything we've we put on this show. So maybe that's hurting my uh, my credibility when it comes to recommending beers. But eh, you know, what's the point of going through life if you don't enjoy things? <laughs> we'll be right back here in just a second. We just finished a really exciting season of hockey here in Columbus, and the future is bright with all these awesome young players, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Alexander Texier, Liam Foody, Elvis Merce Lincolns, but now you've got a new problem. How do you get jerseys for these guys? Well, we've got you hooked up. CoolHockey.com slash THPN. And since CoolHockey.com doesn't outsource jerseys for customization like competitors, they're able to offer the best deals, best quality, and pricing and time on your delivery. So remember, when you need a new jersey, coolhockey.com slash THPN for our exclusive discount there. Remember to use the discount code THPN, coolhockey.com slash THPN. And we're back here, folks, uh, for the second half of the Shoot Once podcast as we continue to enjoy the Dortmunder Gold Lager. Very good. Very good. I'm going to enjoy that as I continue here. Uh, next thing I want to talk about around the league, there are a couple of trades this week that are one I get, one makes total sense to me, and I get why everyone involved wanted it to happen. The other one, though, I enjoy. I enjoy in that Schadenfreude way. Schadenfreude, for those of you who are not aware, is a German word, which the Germans have a beautiful way with words. Essentially what the Germans do, uh, as far as my understanding of German language, which is incredibly uh, pathetic, is they will just make up new words by kind of shoving words together. Like for us, we have contractions. Like, oh, I cannot do something. So C-A-N apostrophe T. But they're like, uh, I hate your dog. Is there like if they were to say, I hate your dog. They might just be like, you know what? Let's just call it a hey, your dog. And we're just, that'll just be a word for us now. I hate your dog. Which, obviously, if someone hates someone else's dog and it's for anything other than like biting off their hand, they're a terrible person. Dogs are all wonderful, beautiful creatures. Cats are little demons from, from hell, but cuddly things. But still, they're demons from hell. All dogs are good. Anyway, first trade. Uh, Florida Panthers acquire Patrick Hornquist from Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for defenseman Mike Matheson and forward Colton Sivior. <laughs> I like this trade, um, mostly because it's a Metro division opponent. And I'm doing all this laughing now, uh, totally understanding that if 
next season comes and Colton Sevier gets like three three hat tr- like a hat trick every time he plays the Blue Jackets, I'll have to eat my words. This trade makes no sense to me. Um, the 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 Penguins essentially deal from something. It's not like they have so much depth at forward that they just, you know, can just deal out one of their better players. And obviously, you know, Crosby and or Cosby and uh, Crosby. I don't know what I'm doing, folks. Sidney Crosby and Milan and um. I can't even see the big goose name in my face right now, but there's plenty of guys out there. I mean, they have the high end guys, but Patrick Hornquist is not someone to trade away. In exchange for a defenseman to Mike Matheson, who is, from all the things I've seen, not even really a replacement level player on your bottom pair, and Colton Sevier, a, a player who's not, not really what I, I mean. He's fine, but you're definitely a, a downgrade over Patrick Hornquist, and you're doing it. When you need, when, when the cap space is a problem for you, you are adding cap space. That's the thing about this that is dumbfounding to me. It's almost as if uh, their their um, their GM over there, Rutherford, uh, is saying, "You know what? I don't need to worry about what happens next. I don't need to worry about what happens when I'm gone. I just want to try and win now." But this decision doesn't help them win now either. It just doesn't because all of a sudden now here's your big problem, folks. If you're a Penguins fan, you've got John Marino, a player who is showing that he's probably the best defenseman on your roster, not named Chris Letang. And the big difference is John Marino is 10 years younger than Chris Letang. But the problem you have is John Marino is up for an RFA deal next year. And you've got some UFAs and some RFAs coming off. But your biggest deals are not. When John Marino comes up, you're going to have $12 million in projected cap space. And you you don't have a goalie signed. Matt Murray or Tristan Jari is going to need a deal. Because they're arbitration eligible, one of them is going to push you for some real money, at least $5 million. So that goes $5 million of your 12. So you're down to seven. You're going to need to sign what this many forwards <laughs> i mean i get that some of these guys are gone and that's just it but they've only got eight forwards signed they're gonna have to sign four more forwards for that remaining seven million dollars and john marino so they've got to make another deal here somewhere or do a buyout or something i mean you've still got jack johnson on hold for 3.2 for the next two years after that i don't know what they're doing because they added net co- look, Michael Matheson, the guy they traded for, is four point eight seven five million. Sevier, where did he go? Where did he go? Okay, it's only one point two, and he does fall off the books. But you're still getting the four point eight seven five. I I don't understand the decision here. It doesn't make sense to add cap space for a player. That wasn't going to be, that isn't going to help what you do. If we go over to Florida and see what Florida is doing on all this, they pick up 5.3. I mean, I, I guess, I guess the Penguins open up a little cap space for themselves in this. I don't know. If you're trading Patrick Hornquist, I, I'm surprised this is what you got. 
I mean, especially considering you don't have first round picks in 20 and 21. You have a second round pick in 20. I mean, the Penguins, I, I get that the plan is to go all in. That's what I would do if I were the Penguins. I would keep trying to go all in season after season until uh, Malkin and Crosby retire. But this doesn't strike me as a move that makes any sense. I mean, if there's trades to be had out there, this isn't the one that I understand. So, so that's my take on that one. Uh, jump into the next trade that we've got. This is the one that makes total sense to me. Florida plant the Florida Panthers. Uh, I'm sorry, no, Detroit Red Wings acquired defenseman Mark Stahl in 2021 second round draft pick from the New York Rangers in exchange for future considerations. This makes perfect sense. This is exactly what you want to do if you are the Detroit Red Wings. If you are not aware of what the Detroit Red Wings are doing, the Detroit Red Wings have been in the business for the last year of being bad at hockey. Pretty much intentionally so. That's not a a, a shot at what they're doing. The idea is they're in a rebuild. They want the picks. They picked up an extra second round pick. It's this one in 2021. So they have three in the next two drafts. They have eight picks in the first two rounds. Now, six of those are in the second round, but you got roughly a 40% chance of getting a decent NHL in the second round. If they're doing it out of six picks, what if they get three NHLers out of that when you've got a bad team? That's exactly what you want to do. It's exactly what you want to do if you're building this kind of thing. It's the, I mean, it's a perfect trade for them. Especially when Mark Stahl's a guy who's a UFA after this year. If you're like watching the video version of the show, you can see the Red Wings are going to have so much cap room, so much space to deal with stuff. This is a no-brainer for them. It makes total sense. If you're the Rangers, it makes total sense for them too because it frees up the cap space. You're freeing up cap space. They've got $20 million in cap space heading into this offseason. Now, they got some RFAs they got to sign. Um but it gives them space. They can make changes. They can make make big moves if they want to. If they think this is the time for them to make a move and go all in, they could do it. They could make that move. So so it's a smart move on that side of things that I think anyway. So I, I think a lot of these teams, I think those two teams made a smart move on that. So that's where I'd go from there. So um, got some other things I want to discuss, but we're going to be saving some of this. I mean, I, it's one of these weird times in the in the in the ho- hockey off season in the hockey season where there's so much kind of brainstorming about where the team's going to go and what we're what the jackets are going to do that and then all of a sudden in a couple of weeks we're going to be in the in the midst of October we're going to hit the draft we're going to hit free agency and then it'll all be done um, but I'll be very interested to see what they do so we can kind of break it down at this point so much of it's just guesswork as to what's going to happen but I'm excited to see it. What I would say to everyone out there, these last two Stanley Cup final games, watch them, enjoy them. Because after this, you don't know when hockey's coming back. Nobody does. Anyway, thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing or liking videos or wherever you see this, just being a part of this, wherever you get a chance. We do appreciate it. Thank you very much. And go Jackets. Please subscribe to the show, follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief, and thank you for listening.